The woods are lovely, dark and deep, and I have promises to keep. And miles to go before I sleep. Do you hear me, butterfly? Miles to go before you sleep. Welcome to the Swearwolves Horror Podcast, the podcast that discusses all things horror. I'm Brett. I'm David. <coughs> I'm Alan. <laughs> clear your throat. Mm-hmm. Let me clear my Make throat. Make an entrance. Sure. Got, a, got a few things I want to say. You got a few things you want to say. Well, this week, gentlemen, yes. we're going to be talking about two directors uh, who made a film together. Very good friends. They are. Yeah. Uh, the directors are Robert Rodriguez and Quentin Tarantino. Now, this isn't the only film that they've made together. They've actually uh, made Four Rooms. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which, did you guys ever see the Four Rooms? Yeah. Uh, I don't know if I've ever seen it all the way through. <laughs> There's really only two segments that you need to see, <laughs> and that's Robert Rodriguez and uh, Quentin, Quentin Tarantino. Tarantino's parts. Uh, they made From Dust Till Dawn. I've seen that one. Together, which Tarantino wrote and uh and was Rodriguez in. directed yeah. And, yeah. and Tarantino was in. So they're they're they also did collaborators. Sin City. Yeah, Sin um, City. Oh yeah, Tarantino, Tarantino like guest, guested, right? Guest directed the car scene. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but this film was a little bit different than what uh we have mm-hmm. kind of seen in Hollywood. Sure. Um this came out in two thousand seven. And it was called Grindhouse. Now, Grindhouse in the theaters was two films back to back, split up between some fake previews. <laughs> yeah, uh, which we'll we'll talk about those as well. Um, but no, they you, were they were legit previews. Well, well, they weren't for legit movies. Like only two of them. Two of them became movies, but the other ones uh, didn't become movies. We'll talk about yeah. this. Previews. No, but historically, the Grindhouse film. Also previewed other, other Grindhouse, Grindhouse right? Yes, they but were, I'm saying yeah. for this particular for this, movie sure, yeah, called sure, Grindhouse. Sure. Now, when the movie was released in the theaters in 2007, it was released under the banner of Grindhouse. When it was on DVD or, or Blu-ray later, it was Grindhouse Presents Planet Terror and Grindhouse Presents Death Proof. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the idea maybe behind it was that they would release subsequent movies under the Grindhouse banner sure. oh, okay. and have be back-to-back yeah. films. Sure. But it might not have succeeded as well as uh, some might have thought or wanted it to. It was a Miramax film or a Weinstein Brothers. It was Miramax, but it was funded by the Weinsteins. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, Planet I know Terror Death, was I know Dimension. Was, so I, I, yeah, I would imagine Planet they both Terror were. was too. They yeah. both were, yeah. I didn't know if Weinstein Company was around or if it was no, still it Miramax. No, it was still Miramax. Uh, Dimension Films. Dimension Films, which is a uh, yeah. offshoot, yeah. Um, that's Bob's 
baby, yeah. um, not Harvey, that bastard. No, they're no, no. <laughs> they're both bastards. They're both sacks of shit. So okay. let's just get that established. <laughs> okay. Well, Harvey is the more notorious sack of shit. Yes, yeah, they're, they're uh, both. But if garbage. Bob is a sack of shit, that's fine too. They're both garbage. But who's not garbage is Quentin Tarantino and Robert <laughs> Rodriguez. At least that I know. Maybe they are. <laughs> Yeah, I, you think? Won't, I won't say anything. Yeah. <laughs> let's let's talk about the movies. Um, did you guys see this in the theater? I did. So I saw it as Grindhouse as a double feature uh, when it was originally released. I did not. I, I saw it shortly after it was released. I saw it in the theater mm-hmm. uh, when it was released. Now, when I saw it, now I watched these movies recently um, as they were released on uh, DVD. And I think they're longer cuts than were theatrically released because I believe to accommodate now, David, maybe you can correct me, but when I saw him in the theater, it was a total running time of maybe three hours. Yeah. Something like that, uh, including the, the trailers. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. death proof alone is an hour and 55 minutes. Um, so, and, and, uh, uh, planet terror is an hour and 45. So that's almost four hours right there. Plus the trailers that puts us at four hours that I wasn't, I remember it was a long, (laughs) but I do remember it was a long day. It was a long day. Um, all right. So let's talk about this. Now, when I saw in the theater, planet terror came first. Yep. Um, I believe in Austin, maybe planet terror was second. Really? Uh, because it where Robert Rodriguez is from. Ah, okay. So I think That's some interesting. ways that you watch the movie, Death Proof could have come first. Sure. But regardless, we'll yeah, talk I remember about, Planet Terror first. We'll talk about Planet Terror first, and I think that's the way to watch it, actually. Right, yeah. Is yeah. Planet Terror first and then Death Proof. Sure. Because there's some stuff that happens in Planet mm-hmm. Terror that mm-hmm. uh, is come called back. Yeah. So Planet Terror is Robert Rodriguez is written and directed by film. It stars Rose McGowan. Mm-hmm. As Cherry, Cherry Darling, Cherry Darling, um, it stars Josh Brolin and uh, Wendy Peppercorn, mm-hmm. Freddie Rodriguez. Uh, Freddie Rodriguez plays El Rey. Yeah, mm-hmm. Marley Jeff. Marley Shelton, Marley yeah. Shelton, who is uh, Wendy Peppercorn and Sam Lott. Yeah, Michael, Jeff Fahey. Michael Bean, yeah. Michael Bean Michael and Bean. Jeff Fahey, who play brothers. Mm-hmm. Uh, Michael Bean plays the sheriff. And Jeff Fahey plays the barbecue guy. Because of Fergalicious action. Yeah. Oh, we got Sarah Ferguson. Mm-hmm. And last but not least, we have Bruce Willis. And we have Bruce Willis. That is correct. And Quentin Tarantino. Tarantino's. Michael name. Park. There's a bunch oh, of Michael Parks. Parks. <laughs> Michael Parks. Michael Parks. Parks. Yeah. Um, R.I.P. Um, he was great as that character because he reprised that role in a few films. Um, actually, it's, it's Tarantino. Like three or four movies. Well, so originally it was from Dust Till Dawn. He right. played the. Um, Ranger or whatever mm-hmm. he was, Texas Ranger. Kill Bill Volume Kill Bill. Two. Kill yep. Bill. I think volume, it was Volume Two. Volume Two. If not, maybe it was and both. also Death Proof, right? Death, Death proof. proof. Yeah, and, and we'll get into that too. And He's um, in that Planet for, Terror. Yeah. yeah. So he plays the same character in all of these. Yeah. And I got something to say about him. We'll get to that. Yeah. Um, Michael Parks actually has two roles in Kill Bill. He yeah. Plays, um, he also plays the pimp. Where's Bill? He's awesome. He is awesome. Mm-hmm. Well, he, uh, he we was. talked about Michael Parks in um, Tusk. Yeah, when we did that sure. episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's right. Uh, and sure, how sure. awesome he was in that. Mm-hmm. And then also he was in um, the other Kevin Smith uh, Red State. Yes. And how great. God, yeah, talk yeah. about talk yeah. about a guy who should have been nominated for an Oscar. No kidding. Oh sure, that guy was good. He's also in a in a film and really in a series near and dear to my heart. He's in the fifth Death Wish film. Uh, and he plays arguably the best Death Wish villain. Yeah, <laughs> awesome. Yeah. I can see that. Yeah. So um, it's a cast of dozens. 
in this film. But uh, basically, the basic story of Planet Terror is that there's this gas that these uh, soldiers who were sent over to kill bin Laden in Afghanistan, got yeah. ex- they mm-hmm. got exposed to a, a chemical of sorts. And now in order to keep them alive, they have to have another chemical that they have to breathe in on a regular basis to keep them from transforming into these like fucking zombie type guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they have like masks that they yeah. wear to help them breathe in the Bruce gas. Willis. Yeah. It was like some kind of business arrangement. Yeah, Bruce Willis plays uh, the head, like the colonel or captain or whatever of these guys. He's actually the guy who is uh, uh, credited as killing Bin Laden. He put uh, <laughs> two in his chest and one in his computer, I think is what he says. Yeah, um, <laughs> like you're a real hero. <laughs> but the guy who um, is selling them the drug is uh, the guy he was in Lost. Um, yeah, I forget the actor's name. He's a British actor, but he was in Lost. He played uh, Saheed. Yeah, this movie's name is Abby. Yeah, um, but he uh, has the drug that they need. Yeah, he has a supply of it. He also has an affinity for collecting <laughs> testicles. testicles. Yeah, I'll be taking your bowls. <laughs> what do you guys I'll think about your, your bowls? I was wondering, like, this guy of balls. carries around a jar full yeah. of balls around everywhere. Yeah, it was trying to be like a little shock. You know, for the well, um, I think it was intentionally like B movie type shit. Yeah, yeah. sure. This guy's no, got yeah. a fucking and we'll get jar, into that jar of yeah. nards. Yeah. yeah, we'll get into that too. But for like a you know a typical mainstream audience going to see it, it was probably a shock. I yeah. do like I, every time he said your bulls. Yeah, I was like, oh, that's, that's <laughs> and he was like, and he and he threw the guy the knife at the beginning. He's like, cut off your cut, own cut your balls off. And it's like like that guy's gonna be like, oh, all right. The knife's even got like a little <laughs> scoop in it to like yeah, scoop them out to Ugh. facilitate the uh, to the transaction. Mm-hmm. And and whether or not the temperature is warm or cold would depend on how big those things are, right? <laughs> if a guy was asking me for my balls, my balls would probably shrink up to the size of yeah. raisins and oh. suck up. Let's warm things up around here. <laughs> yeah, mm. I need a sauna for your balls. <laughs> Give you some good size. Um, uh, so uh, uh, Bruce Willis and uh, Saheed or this fucking doctor, yeah. they uh, I think his name was Saheed Abby. Abby. Uh, they um, they have a confrontation, and Bruce Willis is like, "You've been hiding out, you've been holding out on us." And uh, Abby's like, "Fuck you!" And he shoots the tanker, and uh, all the gas it goes it releases. Up. It's like, it's like the, Return of the Living Dead. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. The gas the comes air. out and goes into the air, and a lot of the locals uh, are having issues. Yeah. So so then we get introduced to uh, Josh Brolin, who plays a doctor, and his yeah. wife is. Um, uh, Wendy Peppercorn. Yeah. We have she, Dr. Block and his wife, Dakota. Yeah. And she is going to leave him because he's an asshole. And she's going to leave him for her lover, which is uh, Fergie. Yeah. Who's Fergalicious. Mm-hmm. And then uh, they have a kid together and the kid's like playing with toys. And he's like, I'm going to eat your brains and gain your knowledge. <laughs> yeah, but he says it like, I'm going to eat your brains and gain, gain your, your knowledge. knowledge. <laughs> which I love. Mm-hmm. But anyway, she's texting through her sidekick. Um, <laughs> yeah. Fergie, and yeah. she's like, we don't find out till later that's who she's talking to, but like, well, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty easy to figure. Yeah, out. Yeah, it's pretty easy to figure out. But yeah. she's texting Fergie, and she's like, "You better get here quick. Where We're gonna you? leave." Yeah. She calls the babysitter, and she's like, "You only have to watch him for a couple hours tonight yeah. while we go to work because my friend is coming over, and that's Fergie, and she's gonna take him, and I'm gonna leave fucking Josh Brolin." Right. And and, um, and meanwhile, 
we're also introduced to a character. Uh, I think it was around this time in the movie, Cherry Darling, mm-hmm. who quits. She actually her opens job. up the movie, by yeah. the way. A little dance number. Yeah, she's a go-go dancer, and uh, it, you know, there's a little funny moment where uh, El Ray, her ex-boyfriend, they meet up at the uh, Bone Shack. It's barbecue joint. Jeff and, Fahey is yeah, the- and and he jokes or not jokes, but he implies that she's a stripper, and she corrects him like, "No, I'm a go-go dancer." There's a difference. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. So we're introduced to those characters as well. And she needs a ride and he agrees and he yeah. gives her a ride. Yep. And they're on their way into town or whatever. And uh, they see Fergie, whose car has, she's got the shittiest car in the world. Yeah. It always mm-hmm. overheats, apparently. Yeah. Yep. But uh, it's broken down on the side of the road. She gets attacked by zombies uh, who have been infected by this gas mm-hmm. in, the, in the town of Austin. Right. And uh, they eat her alive. Mm-hmm. Uh, they see her getting dragged off, but she, uh, Cherry says to El Rey, what was that? And he's like, ah, it's just people like grabbing, grabbing road yeah. Yeah. They'll eat it. Yeah. They'll eat anything. They, they don't really think much of it. Nope. Uh, they get into town, uh, but on their way into town. Uh, no, he ends up crashing. They crash. Yeah. Because he swerves. When, yeah. Because there's, there's he more sees people. Something. Yep. He sees something in the middle of the road. He swerves. He crashes. And on their way into town. Uh, that's when the crash happens. And then Rose McGowan, uh, Cherry, she gets carted off by these fucking zombies. And when he catches up, when El Ray catches up to her, she's right. had her leg eaten off. Yeah, like the lower half of her leg's missing. Yeah. yeah. Her, the, from her knee down of her right leg is gone. And so he calls uh, the hospital and uh, she gets rushed to the emergency room. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, at the hospital, we got Josh Brolin, who's the doctor, the head doctor. And there's a guy uh, who's in the hospital, and he's got like some fucked up shit going it's like on. Some on his arm. On his, yeah, yeah. And his tongue's kind of fucked up. Oh, his and, tongue is. And really... he tries. He tries to play it down too. Yeah, he's like, oh, this is just something. And by the way, that guy who who plays the guy who's got the abscess on his arm, he was also he's a Texas native because he was in uh, Dazed and Confused. Mm. He uh, Nikki Cat, I believe, is the actor's name. Oh, okay, and he played Clint. Who's the guy who the the guy in Dazed and Confused? Do you remember who's like, oh, I want to dance. That guy with the long hair. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. He's like, I'm dance. just gonna, I'm just gonna fight this guy. It's the same right? guy. Yeah. Well, he's he's gonna fight this guy. The guy who's gonna fight is Clint, mm. and Clint yeah. is Nikki Cat. Nikki Cat plays this role hmm. uh, where he's got the abscess. So Nikki Cat is a Texas native um, because uh, Richard Linkletter is also from Austin. Mm. Uh, I digress. So he's got this abscess. So Brolin's looking at it. He's like, stick out your tongue. And he sticks out his tongue and he's got. It's fucked. And he's like, whoa. Spores and fucking bullshit and all over. And he pops one. Yeah. And meanwhile. <laughs> like squirts on his glasses. Wow. Oh. Yeah. And meanwhile, uh, fucking his assistant, another doctor, is like pulling up pictures of guys who've been infected by bullshit. And he's got this guy's dick. It's yeah. Like, so there's oh. some like ball I pictures think, and stuff. I think they were real they photos. They were real photos. They were real photos, yeah. And he's like, this guy right here, when he got back, he just pissed out of all these different holes of his dick. And he's just like, oh. What if that other dude popped his head in and he's like, I'll be needing those bowls. <laughs> and I think the get, guy. Get the hell out of here. I think the guy even asked, well, well how did you fix it? Or how is it? And it's like, yeah, yeah. Psh, cut, cut that it dick off. off. Yeah. So they actually tell Nikki Cat's character, they're like, um, "We're gonna have to amputate mm-hmm. your arm." So that's when Josh Brolin calls his wife. So Wendy Peppercorn comes, and she says, uh, "She's she, an expert with um, anesthesia. Well, she's anesthesia, a nurse, so she's yeah. got her, her her three friends. Yeah, she's got yellow, blue, and red. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's got her needles, and she says, my yellow friend right here will.'" Uh, 
hurt like a little the bit pain or something right but yeah. by the time it kicks in then my blue friend comes along and you won't even feel him and then my red friend comes along and by the time you know it you won't ever see me again mm-hmm. yeah and he gets knocked out so he's gonna get his arm amputated meanwhile yeah. cherry darling gets uh admitted into the hospital she doesn't have a mm-hmm. leg and now all of a sudden there's tons of people in the hospital right and all of them seem to be infected with the same thing and el ray kind of well we'll call him ray uh ray starts seeing all this shit happening and he's like looking around the sheriff stops ray and he's mm-hmm. like what are you doing yeah and the dawn? sheriff is michael bean yeah yeah and he's got a what his deputy is tom savini yeah that's right yeah uh michael bean for those of you who don't know he was uh in terminator he's kyle reese kyle reese yeah. he's the father of john connor it's also Johnny Ringo in uh, Tombstone. Oh, yeah. Mm. yeah. Johnny Ringo. Blood for blood. He's a cool guy. I got to meet him. He was a really cool guy. You we him saw too, him. He was at Days of the Dead. Yeah. And we saw him. We didn't meet him, though. I no, might. I, did. I, I did. might go up to him next time. I met him at um, Mad Monster yeah. 2018, I think. Really? I talked to him. He was cool. So, yeah. I mean, obviously, he's Kyle Reese. So, mm-hmm. that's like the most <laughs> known thing he's, best thing yeah. he's known for. Um, but he's the, uh, sheriff and yeah. he's like, Ray, why do you have guns? You know, you're not supposed to have guns. So we know there's a little history. His questioning is like, you got a girl over here with a missing leg, a missing leg that's missing, <laughs> a missing leg that's missing. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. so we know there's a little history there. We never really know what the history is, but right. we assume that Ray did some fucked up shit in the past. Um, maybe gang type shit. Um, this is Austin, Texas. It's close to the border, uh, or closer to the border, I guess. It's safe um, to say it was some outlaw stuff. Yeah, so he's yeah, kind of involved in some it. bullshit, yeah. and um, he shouldn't be having guns. Yeah. But he shot the guys who ate Cherry's leg, yep. and so the sheriff is questioning why he even sheriff's had guns a, in the car. The sheriff's a little suspicious of him. So he takes him in. Yeah, he takes him in, and it's around this, this same time of the movie where uh, Tammy... The victim, played by Fergie, they, she appears in the hospital yeah, too. They bring a, her in. A new patient, Josh it's Brolin. Patient. Like, and it was not quite revealed to us yet who it is, but like Josh Brolin. Well, like, she's looked, not a patient though. She's dead. Well, she's dead. Well, yeah. they bring her in. They well, bring yeah, her and in. he looks and like under the blanket or the sheet or whatever. He's like, "Somebody call my wife." Yeah. Like, uh, and he just dis- he discovers um, the text messages yeah. in Tammy's phones, and it correlates with Dakota's. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. And so, so he, he confronts Dakota and he starts using her syringes on her. And her hands go numb. She's ultimately, she's limited to what she can do with her hands. And then by this point in the movie, all hell is breaking loose in the hospital. So he, yeah, Josh Brolin's about ready to like fuck up uh, Wendy Peppercorn. And she's like got, her hands are all numb because that's where he stabbed her. Yeah, and she's T-Rexing pretty good with her hands. Yeah. <laughs> and so he puts her in a closet yeah. and he's like, you stay here. And he goes and handles what's going on in the hospital. Um, she'll escape eventually, but before mm-hmm. we get there, like you said, all hell's breaking loose. Yeah, uh, people are going crazy. Nikki Cat yeah. has since got up after his <laughs> arm has been amputated, and he's proceeded to use the uh, bone saw on the doctor who was performing the amputation. Yep, and he's about ready to get uh, Josh Brolin with the bone saw. But the plug unplugs right before it hits him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and then he like pops one of his like big old fucking boils. Yeah. Oh. And it sprays all over Brolin. Right in his face. And then shit's going down at the sheriff's station. And you have one of the deputies played by Tom Savini. And the, there's a big shootout. Savini gets his finger bitten off. Yeah. <laughs> there's a big shootout that's happening there. But before we get there, Dakota, Wendy Peppercorn, 
she gets out and her hands are still like all fucking numb. Yeah. She has one of the greatest, most cringeworthy scenes though. Oh yeah. When she's trying to start the car Mm. and she sticks her hand in the door door handle handle, and then she falls and it breaks her wrist. It looks like it hurt really bad. Yeah. But she ultimately gets the car going, her hands all numb. She goes back home and her son is there getting babysit by the crazy babysitter twins. And uh, <laughs> they're like... They're just arguing and yelling at each other yeah, and one painting speaking, each other's toenails or something. One speaking English, one speaking Spanish. They're still they're babysitting her kid. And she's like, get the fuck out of here. Mm-hmm. They're, a, they're a Robert Rodriguez staple. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so. that's his nieces. Yeah. I want to say they're related to they're, him. In more yeah, the twins way. from uh, Venezuela, they're... They're in a lot of his films. So um, she sends them packing, and then they smash up her car, like while <laughs> yep. she's trying to like get out of there with her son. Yep. Yeah. So she drives over to her dad's house. Meanwhile, and her dad's uh, Michael Park. Yeah, we'll get back to yeah, that Michael one Parks, in a second. Yeah. Meanwhile, at the police station, all hell's breaking loose. Ray has been saying that there's like these fucking zombie characters. He doesn't say zombies, but they're fucking zombies, and uh, the police. Uh, sheriff is like you're fucking insane and um, <clears throat> Michael Bean's like you're insane but then Tom Savini has his finger bitten off and there's a guy off in the distance and they start having a gunfight with a bunch of zombies mm-hmm. who start attacking <laughs> them Ray is trying to pick up a gun but Michael Bean's like you don't get a gun you don't get a gun Yeah, he never allows him to have a gun but they finally escape and they head off to the boneyard meanwhile back at Michael Park's place Wendy Peppercorn is there and she, um, oh, wait, Ray goes back to the hospital and he gives Cherry a, he rescues Cherry and he gives her like a peg leg yeah. so she can walk away. <laughs> He's like a makeshift kind of yeah. peg leg. Yeah, off of a yeah, table. Yeah, and that's when she tells him like, hey, I'm going to be a comedian. Stand or I was going to be a comedian, like now I can't, like yeah. I'm disabled. And he's like, hey, some of the best jokes are about cripples. <laughs> <laughs> She's unintentionally funny too. Yeah. They um, all meet back at the barbecue joint. Yeah. They do, but real quick, Dakota is with her son and she's in the car at Michael Park's house and she says, look, I'll be right back. If anybody comes up to the car, here's a gun. Mm-hmm. And she tells the kid. Probably the most disturbing scene of the whole movie. <laughs> she tells the kid, don't let anyone in. If you see anybody, shoot him. He goes, what about dad? She goes, especially dad, shoot yeah. him. Because she knows that Josh Brolin's all fucked up. Well, she thought he was fucked up anyway, but now he's got spit on. We know he's fucked up as the audience. So she takes about five steps. Oh, she says to him, don't point the gun at yourself. Mm-hmm. Be careful mm-hmm. with it. She takes about five steps and the gun goes off. Boom. Yeah. The kid blows his own brains. Yeah. Oh, my God. That was messed up. <laughs> you guys know me. It's off camera. Though. Oh, yeah, yeah. You don't like kid death. It's off camera. <laughs> it but is still, camera. It is gross because like, she opens the door and she looks and like, yeah, that kid's dead. Yeah, they show it. Yeah. You guys know me. I don't like kid deaths, but I was okay with this one, actually. Mm. <laughs> because it proved a point. Yeah. She was stupid. Don't give your fucking kid a fucking gun. Yeah, the kid was also stupid. The kid he, was he like nine. Listen. He should have known eight. better. Yeah, he was stupid. He was stupid. But anyway. Josh Brolin shows up right around that same time and he says like, hey, baby, I'm going to eat your brains and gain your knowledge. Yeah. <laughs> Which I liked because now he's in, kind of a zombie. Michael Parks is her father. We learned that. And uh, Michael Parks just had to kill his wife because she turned into a zombie because she died. Yeah, and she was like a cancer patient. Yeah, he she was taking was, care of her. She was an invalid. He had a funny joke where he said something like, she farts like a pack mule. <laughs> it was kind of, he was like, oh, your farts stink, girl. <laughs> um, but uh, 
So Michael Parks and uh, Wendy Peppercorn uh, escape. She grabs her dead son and like carries him. Mm-hmm. She goes to the uh, barbecue joint also. Now at the barbecue joint, everybody's gathering there. It's a pretty big group too. It's a pretty big group. We got the twin. Well, wait a second. The twins aren't there yet. I will say this. Um, the movie does a, a trick that is probably only accepted because this movie was part of the grindhouse. There's a lot of camera noise. There's a lot of fucking... Yeah, distortion and scratches and stuff. Um, But what it does is there's a scene where Ray and uh, Rose McGowan Cherry are fucking. Yeah, they come together. And it cuts right when it's going to get good. Right when it looks like there's going to be some nudity, it's like, oh, reel's missing. Missing reel. And then the next scene you see is the barbecue joint on fire. Yeah, it's a little little tongue-in-cheek. Yeah, it's a little grindhousey, like... Like you'd go see a movie back then at a cheap theater, and they wouldn't it wouldn't be spliced together correctly. And yeah, yeah, it was never perfect. Yeah, it, and it goes back perfect. the yeah the place is burning down, and we get an amazing death. Like Tom Savini just gets ripped apart. It's yeah, awesome. But what what we see now is that in the barbecue joint, all these people are there. Yeah, like we didn't see how they got there. Yeah, we didn't see <laughs> how the barbecue place got on fire. Mm-hmm. We didn't see the zombies come at all. All it, of a sudden, it happened very conveniently. Yeah, let's just jump. There. Let's just jump ahead. It was very convenient. And I I, I was okay with that. Yeah, I was okay with that too. Yeah. Like, yeah. So uh, they're all like, we got to escape out of here. Yeah. So they get out of here. Meanwhile, we haven't seen um, uh, Bruce Willis and the um, military people in a while. So when our heroes, uh, led by Ray, encounter a bunch of zombies on a bridge, <laughs> they don't have the gun power to defeat them. But behind the zombies, the military shows up and shoots all the zombies. Yeah. They capture all the human survivors and they lock them up. Right. And uh, so now the military bad guys who need the gas to avoid transforming into fucking zombies uh, have all these heroes locked away. And Tarantino, Quentin Tarantino plays one of these fucking guys. He's a real asshole. He is a real <laughs> asshole, but he grabs two of them. Yeah. Just so happens to be the prettiest two, Rose McGowan and uh, Dakota, yeah, and uh, Winnie Peppercorn, and he takes them to uh, a basement area, and he's like, basically, he's like, I'm gonna rape them. Yeah, it's pretty <laughs> like it's pretty that's gross. what he says. Mm-hmm. Uh, he takes off his mask and he starts transforming into because he doesn't have the gas, right? And then he pulls down his pants and like his balls are like dripping goo yeah like it's, it's gross what do you guys yeah. think of that yeah he's like hey is this turn you on yeah <laughs> what do you think of these? he's like it's a pretty I'll dope just have to make is it, it quick yeah. is it warm in here is it just me yeah it was pretty uh it was pretty gruesome for sure it was pretty gross yeah, yeah. ultimately ray rescues uh dakota and cherry uh, they all start getting away, and then there's. And a, they've met up with the, uh, that Abby yeah. guy at this point. And, they're killing off these and soldiers. Abby like tosses Bruce Willis a bag of balls. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and they kill Bruce Willis because he yeah. turns into a big blob. Yeah. Bruce Willis is like really in like two scenes. In yeah. This movie. yeah, yeah. And uh, um, JT and the sheriff, who by this time are wounded, they stay behind. By while the way, the we should escape. we should add one thing. Like we said, they're brothers. And uh, the sheriff has wanted to know his brother's oh, barbecue recipe, recipe yeah. <laughs> for the longest time. And the brother was Jeff Fahey. He's like, I'm never going to give it to you, even if I'm bleeding like a stuck pig and dying. Meanwhile, cut to he's bleeding like a stuck pig. Both of them are dying. 
and he starts giving him the barbecue yeah. recipe. <laughs> and and uh, Michael Bean starts writing it down, and they both die. They both die. Like yeah. in it's each really, other's arms. Yeah. It's kind of a sweet moment. Yeah. Between those two. So Bruce Willis is dead. Did we say how uh, Quentin Tarantino gets it? Tarantino, he ultimately pukes up his own stomach and then he gets stabbed <laughs> in the eye with rose mcgowan's peg leg that's not how he gets it though he starts transforming oh yeah, yeah, yeah um but he pukes up his own stomach that's when ray comes and uh shoots him yeah it's really cool to see how they did that effect by the way that's in a reverse oh okay so they just that's filmed cool. it one way and then they reversed it so it looked like he was uh, the puppet of tarantino mm. was puking it out yeah um so Tarantino dies, Bruce Willis is dead, but there's still all these soldier zombies that are still alive, plus the, um, I guess, civilian zombies that they have to deal with. So Ray and Abby are leading the group, and Abby like is like, don't worry, I got this, and he puts his face out, and he gets his head blown off. <laughs> he just immediately <Yeah>. dies. <laughs> and they're like, yeah. uh, do we have any other uh, fucking rocket scientists? Yeah, his head just gets blown <laughs> off. It was so cartoony. It's, it's because awesome. <laughs> he, had, he said he had an anecdote. Yeah. Um, yeah, the anecdote's like underneath the uh, the facility, right? right. Yeah. Uh, but he gets his head blown off, so they're like, fuck, we got to get out yeah. of here. There's some choppers. Yeah. Let's go. Mm-hmm. Rose McGowan, she, she's she got a new replacement she's leg. She's got a special gift from Ray. New leg. Mm. Which is a gun. A, machine, like a machine gun, gun leg. That she can just trigger. Like, yeah, How does she shoot that? Well, how do we'll you talk tr- about that in a how second. trigger the gun? <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about that. Um, so she can shoot a leg gun. Yeah. yeah. You know what's get, funny get about that? What do you notice about the Planet Terror poster? Oh, yeah, it's pretty prominent. Is yeah. it on the wrong leg? It's on the wrong leg. Oh, wow, look at that. <sighs> yeah. It's on the wrong leg on my shirt, too. Oh, that's awesome. So Brett's a, got a uh, Planet Terror poster. Autographed here. by Robert. Autographed by Robert uh, Rodriguez. And spoiler, he's also got a Death Proof poster signed by Quentin Tarantino. Yeah. Awesome. Um, but, uh, <laughs> yeah. It's yeah, really weird. That's, in, that's inaccurate. Why they did that. But that's Grindhouse-y for you, right? Yeah, yeah. It was always like... Not quite right. Not quite right on the movie poster. Yeah. yeah. Low budget, like, eh, who cares? No one, so no one that was probably notice. done on purpose. Probably. Yeah, uh, of course. So <clears throat> she goes off. Um, they all start escaping. Uh, she kills a bunch of people with her machine gun leg. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's about ready to get attacked, but Ray comes to her um, defense. Yeah. And he shoots the guy, but not before the guy shoots him. Yeah. Like a dozen he's, times. he's fatally wounded. He's done. Yeah. So she goes over to him and she's like, we were going to be together and blah, 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 blah. And he points to her stomach and he's like, we're always going to be together. I never miss. I never miss. <laughs> Calling back to the fact that he fucked her and he's like, you're uh-huh. pregnant because uh-huh. I never miss. Yep. My boys can swim real yep. good. Uh, ultimately, she grabs a hold of a rope and they escape everybody. My, and Michael Parks kills uh, Josh Brolin. Yep. It's a really cool helicopter scene where they chop a bunch of people up. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When they escape. And they all escape. They go to Mexico because that's where Ray told them to go. Put your backs against the ocean and fight for your lives. Yeah. And they're all in this like Mayan village. Yeah, it's uh, Tulum, I think, uh, Mexico. Is it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they uh, and Rose McGowan now has a daughter mm-hmm. uh, attached to her back like a papoose. And uh, she's... Uh, you know, talking to Ray, like, I wish you would hear, we're here, I saved everybody, I've found my lot in life, mm. and then the movie ends. Movie yeah. ends. So let's talk about this. Yeah. What do you guys think of Planet Terror? Let's go with David first. Yeah. 
Uh, I like Planetary. It's fun. It's it's really stupid, but it's, it's, <laughs> it's fun. Like uh, it's very schlocky. It's all intentional. Um, I think it's kind of hard to even evaluate the movie because it's dumb, but it's supposed to be. Yeah. So I kind of looked at it as like, was I entertained? And I was. So the movie's got fun, dumb elements to it. The uh, the makeup effects are cool. You know, the machine gun leg, it's stupid. It, I don't get how it works. It doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't really matter. All the characters are cartoon caricature yeah. type people. Um, but all that said, I actually found it to be an enjoyable movie. I've seen it several times over the years. Um, I loved it when I saw it at the theater. I still enjoy it now. So I gave it three and a half. Three I, and I half. like this movie. Okay. okay. Um, one thing about, uh, and we'll get into uh, Death Proof as well, but, yeah. but it's obvious that these are... Uh, tributes yes. to the Grindhouse era. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, Tarantino and, and Rodriguez, you know, obviously they're big film guys. You know, they're not just filmmakers, they're film fans. And uh, I can really appreciate what they did here as far as, you know, the tribute uh, that they have and the uh, the regard that they have for uh, these old Grindhouse movies. Yeah, I mean, it's a throwback. Yeah. With that said, though, uh, it still came across to me as like stylized Hollywood cool. And I'm not real big on that, especially when it's forced. I get what you're um, saying. Yeah. Yeah. And obviously it's a zombie movie, but what I had a problem with was the good guys were almost always in a good spot. Like they had a bunch of guns. There was a bunch of them. There was never any really mom- like real moments of peril or like, See, but I also kind of like that because, like, some sure. of the, the, the one of the tropes, sure. like the invincible good guy, like when yeah. when Ray's doing like flips off the walls and stuff, he's got ninja skills and stuff. You're sure, like, oh, yeah, wow. and and you know that's cool, and you know some people are gonna like that. I'm I'm more of the a, a fan of. Um, well, I liked it in a way that, like, God, this is stupid. Sure, sure, <laughs> no, but I'm I'm more of a fan of like get knocked down, get back up kind, and I didn't really see anybody get knocked down too much. You know, she lost her leg, you know, but. You know, it it was very brief, and it just seemed like that none of the villains really had much going for them. Yeah, it was very pro good guy. It was very like all guns blazing. It it came across to me as like very one sided. That's a good point. There's really no memorable villain in this movie, right? Yeah. yeah, and you know Bruce Willis was the closest, and we didn't see a whole lot of him. No, I wanted, and he dies like immediately. Yeah. And Josh Brolin's only like kind of a yeah, villain. Yeah, he's like a sub villain. You know, so yeah. so you know I was really missing like just kind of a uh, a balance of okay. good and evil. Yeah, no, it I was it was fair. a lot of good. Um, I thought there was just a little bit too many characters and, you know, they were all together at the end. It was just, like I said, it, it came across one-sided. Um, and speaking of the characters, none of them to me were very likable. Like you hated all of them? Like <laughs> they were, they were sulky. They not were even Ray? Not even Ray, especially Ray. They were just snarky and pretentious Cherry? and self-absorbed. You know Cherry, you know Michael Bean? They were all, Michael Bean was cool. Jeff Fahey? They, but for, for the most part, they were all just really self-absorbed, and I couldn't really invest in any of the characters. I'm not saying that they weren't entertaining because they were. I just didn't really care about what happened to any of them. And gotcha. if you don't care about a character, the film's not going to get you like it should. Okay. Um, and like I said earlier, it came across like I know like it's supposed to be like Grindhouse. But it's not a grindhouse movie. It is stylized Hollywood. Yeah. And that's okay for some people. But for me, 
I like the real deal. Okay. Uh, what do you rate it? I give this a two. Ooh, whoa, 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 <laughs> yeah. whoa. So. No, 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 no. No? You didn't. I will say this, though. <laughs> on the plus side, Michael Parks, he's the highlight for me. Um, and I'm not a big fan of CGI effects, but you know what? This movie did it right, and there were practical effects, too, and I thought they were great. But I get it. It's 2007. They had to resort to a lot of CGI, and I'm sorry, but that's not Grindhouse. Okay. So I will give you that. Yeah. This is not a Grindhouse film. Sure. This is a Hollywood stylized version of a Grindhouse film. When I was watching this, mm-hmm. by the way, Grindhouse to me is 70s. Yeah. This is not oh, a definitely. 70s film. This is this is a throwback to 80s films. I think you would agree. Like if you if you were to watch this no, movie. No, the era of Grindhouse is 70s. I know. Yeah. This particular film, though, is a throwback to 80s films. This is a very 80s stylized film. I'm not it's even not sure about 70s. that. I, I think well, it, was, okay. it was done very Robert Rodriguez style. And his style is very over the top. And it, it's a throwback to 70s and 80s. And then modern. He does, a, you know, he does stuff over the top that... Maybe you didn't really see back in the day, but it's very over the top stylized Hollywood, but with his personal touches of, you know, gore and over the top dialogue and it's like, wow, like I can't believe he did that. Yeah. No. And I see what you're saying. Um, But to me, like if we put the two films and we're going to talk about death proof in a second, Mm -hmm. but if we put the two films back to back, which is Grindhouse theatrical release did, we'll talk about death proof. But Death Proof is very 70s influenced, whereas I believe, in my opinion, uh, Planet Terror is very 80s influenced. Now, But what's your point, though? My point is, is that Grindhouse is 70s. This is an 80s influenced film, so it doesn't fit in with the Grindhouse. So why too. did they call it Grindhouse? Well, because that's a Tarantino thing. No, uh, I think it was both of them. Well, okay. They were both into Grindhouse. I understand but, that. But, but yeah. what I'm saying is, is Robert Rodriguez missed the mark. So you're, so you're saying he missed the I mark? I agree with you. Okay. I'm agreeing with you. Oh, okay. Well, Alan, okay. for okay. once, okay? I'm agreeing <laughs> with you. No, but you didn't like my rating, though. No, because I'll tell you why in okay. a second. That's what I'm waiting for. Okay, so when you put it under the banner of Grindhouse, this movie is not a Grindhouse film. This right. is an 80s film. If you put this on VHS, you put a cover art on it, and you put it in the shelves when I was and a you, kid. And sure. you put it next to Return of the Living Dead? Sure, it's the same sure. fucking film. Yep. Sure. You, agree, you understand I, what I'm saying? I agree 100 sure. 100%. 100%. So under the Grindhouse banner, this does yeah. not fit in. Mm-hmm. Under the schlock horror banner, this sure. definitely fits in. And that's I understand fine, the sure. CGI uh, elements of it, and I didn't even think about that. Robert Rodriguez does such a good job yeah. with his effects, I believe. Sure. Um, he he does such a good job. By the way, we didn't mention his score. Robert Rodriguez scores all oh, yeah. of his own films. Good. Yeah, this one was okay. He he yeah. does a really good job this scoring. One, yeah, this one was yeah. okay. They, they do a lot of outsourcing. Um, but but my, point, my point is, though, is that I'm rating it based on what they marketed it as and what it is. Okay. And that's fine. That's what you're rating it on. And I'm sure. not going to I'm sure, not sure. arguing with you about that. Sure. I'm saying as a film, I enjoyed this more than I thought I would. Sure, that's fine. I remember not liking this movie when I saw it in the theater back to back with Death Proof. Yeah. Um again, probably because I was watching it under yeah. the Grindhouse banner. Mm-hmm. When I watched it individually by itself, and that's sure. how I'm rating it. Sure. When I watched it individually by itself, I appreciated it for its throwbacks to 80s horror. 
I appreciated it for its effects, its uh, simplicity, its uh, tongue-in-cheek humor. Yeah. And uh, I, I thought the acting was really good. It was really cheesy, but it was really good. Sure. I thought Michael Bean and Jeff Fahey were uh, awesome. I thought Josh Brolin did awesome. Um, Michael Parks obviously always knocks it out of the park. Sure, sure. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go with David on this. I'm gonna give it three and a half. Okay. Um, I really like this film mm-hmm. a lot more than I originally thought I was gonna sure. like this film. And but to your point, Alan, this is not a grindhouse film. And so if we're saying, oh, are we going to try to replicate a grindhouse film? And this is what we are given. This is just someone who filmed it, put a filter of fucking hairs going by on the the thing, and it's not a grindhouse film. This is an 80s horror film. Yeah, that's fine. But it's not just that. That wasn't my only point. No, I know it's not your only point. Right. It was, you know, it's very one sided. It, for as, I can't think of another zombie movie where it was just like, man, the heroes have it so fucking good. There's a there's another point that you made too, is there was no clear villain. And I think with Bruce Willis not being in it as often, he would have been a great villain. Yeah. And Which is also kind of a gimmick of Grindhouse movies uh, in in and of itself is like you would take a A-list type actor, put them into a shitty movie. Like, Did you guys notice Bruce Willis actually shares no frame time with any other actor in this yeah. movie? Yeah, right, pretty right. much. And that's, yeah. and that's deliberate. Like, that's, a, that's a nod yeah. to Grindhouse films. No, and that's cool. And and you know, and yeah, he's only in the movie maybe yeah. for five minutes total. But like I said, yeah. I love the regard and you know, I love the affection that they have. Uh, but when I'm watching, me personally, I'm I'm not watching Grindhouse. I'm watching something that you know is just something I'm not real interested in. This isn't the first time I've seen it. I've seen it before, yep. and honestly, it's not something that I think of like, oh, I really want to watch this again. No, well, and I agree with you. On and that. I think yeah. that, um, you know, having seen this movie both as a f- feature, feature film and as individual movies, I actually think they work better separately. And and I yes. don't think and I don't think two is a bad rating. You like the fog. You only gave it a two and a half. Uh, that's true. So uh, two, yeah, two is not an well, awful this comes, rating. This comes out overall a three for us. So I, I think that's yeah. you know right. it's. Yeah, it's just something I don't go back to. It's not something I think about. I mean, sure, great effects, great look. You know, it's. It, I but, almost gave it a four, by yeah, the way. I couldn't. Um, <laughs> but there was some points that you made, and I almost yeah. and I almost went three. So yeah, we're, yeah. we're on the we're yeah. yeah. We're, so we're all on the same there. page. Well, yeah, two of us. So now you understand a, a little bit. No, I do a little bit better where I'm coming from. Again, as we were talking about it, I almost gave it a four, but you yeah. brought up some good points, and those are points that yeah. um, I do take into consideration. I will say this: the the machete trailer was great. Oh, so that's what I want to I talk love about. That we're and, at the and, intermission time, and, so and real quick, Michael Parks is my favorite part of which that character, Sheriff Earl McGraw. Everything he's in is great. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so we're at intermission part. So let's talk about the trailers. We got the machete trailer, yeah. uh, which ended up being two full feature length films, right? Uh, starring um, Danny, Trejo. Danny Trejo. Yeah. Who's a lot shorter in person. He is much smaller. <laughs> yes. Um, nice guy. But the trailer for Machete was fucking awesome. Oh, sure. Yeah. And that was a Robert Rodriguez trailer. Now, that looked more Grindhouse. Yes. Than this did. That was a and very... I, and I have to cop, I've never seen Machete. Uh, Machete is really uh, I good. I haven't seen the movie. I haven't seen the second one. And you know what's funny is it was actually on last night, and I was like, "Oh, sweet! I'm going to watch this, and we're going to talk I'll about the Grand House, and then I could talk about Machete." Uh, it was in Spanish. I'll be honest, and this Still applies. This can apply to Grindhouse movies in general, and I've seen a I've seen a fair share. 
the trailer is usually better than, than the, the movie. Film. Oh, absolutely. And, and and I love the Machete trailer, but which is why I think I the think trailers the okay. in this movie. I love that they added that element because it does add a lot of fun, like the yeah. were- Werewolf Women of the SS <laughs> yes. uh, by Rob it's, Zombie. It's a lot of fun. Awesome. It's fun. Um, okay, so let's let's get into the trailer. So we got the Machete. We both we all agree that that's a great trailer. That's very grindhousey. You'll agree, right? With that. Yeah. It's, um, yeah. The Werewolf Women of the SS. That's less. Grindhouse. That's more exploitation. Uh, That's yeah. like uh, that one movie I was talking about, uh, Ilsa the Wicked Warden. Yeah, yeah. That that guy uh, talked to us about. Yeah, it's very exploitation film. Sure. Yeah. Uh, which could be grindhousey. Yeah, I yeah, guess. Oh, grind. It's, there's, it's, clo- there's, it's close enough. There's a number of categories but that fall under that's, that. That's my least favorite trailer. Yeah. Actually, I mm. like the Rob Zombie. I like all the characters. Oh, there's trailers I like better. Mm. Yeah. Uh, don't. Which don't. was Edgar Wright. Don't. Um, <laughs> Funny as fuck. I loved it. It's so funny. Uh, Hobo with a shotgun. Uh huh. Ended up becoming. A I have seen that movie. Ended up becoming a feature film, but Hobo with a shotgun. Hobo with a shotgun. Uh, Thanksgiving. Uh, Thanksgiving. I think Thanksgiving. was the Thanksgiving 1980s slasher yeah, horror was, trailer. That's the Eli Roth one, right? And that's the Eli Roth yeah. one, and I think that one was a really good one. So those were the trailers that I remember. Was there another trailer? No, but it was just your typical intermission stuff. Yeah, it was uh, intermission. This, this movie's rated X. And all yeah, that with the cat. Yeah. Uh, the kitty oh, that yeah, becomes yeah. the jaguar. Yeah. Um, all right. So then we go into Death Proof. Death Quentin Proof. Tarantino's Death Proof. All right. This movie... Um, it stars Kurt Russell. Yeah, stars Kurt Russell. Zoe Bell. Rosario Dawson. Sydney Poitier. Uh, Not that Sydney Poitier. The daughter of Sydney mm-hmm. Poitier. Yeah. Uh, Rose McGowan. Rose McGowan. And Tracy... Um, Tracy Toms. Toms. Yeah. Jordan Ladd, uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Yep. Yeah. Okay. This movie is divided into two parts. This is uh, a two-parter. <laughs> yeah. The first half uh, sets everything up, and the second half kind of delivers. So, basically... Oh, God. You have... A, you have How a, do we talk about it's this? It's Jungle thing? Julia's birthday. She's like a radio DJ. Right. She's going to meet up with some of her pals, and they're going to mm-hmm. kind of uh, live and it this up. This is in Austin. Yeah. yeah. And one of her friends is from New York. She's from out of town, and she's visiting yeah. for the weekend or the week or whatever. And they're going to go to all these different bars. Jungle Julia, like uh, David said, is a radio DJ. And she has announced on her radio show that she has a friend coming with her and that if you see her out and about, give her this little poem and she'll do and a buy lap her a drink dance. and she'll give you a lap dance. Uh, we were introduced to Kurt Russell's character. He has a muscle car. Uh, what kind of car is it? Do we know? Well, there's two different cars. I believe this one's a, it's a Nova. Oh, okay. I think this one's a Nova. And then later in the movie, we get a Charger. Oh, okay. I might have that backwards. Um, so he's got this muscle car and we see him off in the distance and he's kind of looking at these girls um, as they stop at their first uh, bar. Uh, Kind of hovering around. Yeah, but at the second bar, his car is parked in the parking lot and he's actually inside. And his his name is Stuntman Mike. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And Stuntman Mike, like we said, is Kurt Russell and he's just this... uh, He's fucking Kurt Russell. Like, he's got a scar on his Mm -hmm. face, but uh, he's eating some nachos. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah he's very a, sloppily yeah non-alcoholic beverages i don't know about you guys but that scene with the nachos makes me so hungry oh <laughs> i saw that too that sounds really good right i now. love fucking nachos uh oh, but he's man. kurt russell 
and uh, he's a he's a badass, and he's just talking about his stuntman days yeah. with some people as they listen. And he comes across as actually likable. He seems nice. Yeah, yeah and Rose McGowan like needs a ride, and he's like, "Well, when I'm leaving, if you want a ride, you can come with." Yeah, me. but I'm not leaving for a little bit. I'm in no hurry. I'm ha- I'm enjoying my evening. Yeah, he kind of puts it out there. He doesn't. Did you guys notice in the bar hanging up on the wall there was a Jack Burton yeah, Jack tank Burton top? Tank top. Oh, that was kind of yeah. cool. Oh yeah. But one thing to note is he never says, "I'll give you a ride." He just says. If you're leaving and you want a ride, you can come with me. Yeah. Sure. I'm not saying I'm going to give you a ride. He, you knows, just... how to, he knows how to talk. Mm-hmm. So Jungle Julia's fucking around with her friends. Uh, they all go outside to smoke a bowl. Jack Burton goes outside too. <laughs> Stuntman Mike goes outside too. And uh, he gives the poem to uh, the one friend. Yeah. And she's like... I'm not gonna. Yeah, well, and Jungle all, Julia's all the friends like, are kind of rude to him. Yeah, because he's, he's an old, old man. Yeah. yeah, and they're like, and Jungle Julia's like, she already did it earlier, so she's not gonna do it again. Yeah, but he has a way with words. And he's like, no, she didn't. And he's like, I'll tell you what, I'm gonna put you in my book. Remember, <laughs> yeah, I got, I got a book. You know how people always say, well, you're, you're all right, right, in, right my in my book, my book. <laughs> or in my book, you're okay. Well, I actually have a book, and I'm gonna write you down. But I'm gonna have to follow you under chicken, chicken shit. shit. <laughs> and so uh, she says that jukebox in there. It's got some songs. You go sit down, and I'll fucking give you a lap dance. And she proceeds to give him a lap dance to a song. Um, uh, I forget the down, name of the uh, song. Mexico. Down in Mexico. Yeah. Uh, great little ditty. If you want to look song. that up, look up the Death Proof uh, soundtrack. It's really good. Um, so she gives him the lap dance, and then they all part ways. Rose McGowan goes with stuntman Mike in his car, and Jungle Julia and her three friends go riding in their car. When Rose McGowan gets to uh, stuntman Mike's car, she notices that um, there's no passenger seat. Mm-hmm. And he says, well, when you're driving stunt cars, you have to have room for the camera. So he puts like this <laughs> little bike seat kind bike of thing. Seat he's on like, there, you can and he's sit like, here. You can sit here. And he's like, don't you worry. This car is death proof. And she's like, oh, death proof? And he's like, yeah, as a stuntman, um, they crash into walls all the time, but you got to reinforce these cars so they won't kill you. So she's like, okay. And he's like, this car is very safe. Yeah. And there's like glass partition in between yeah. the plexiglass partition in between the driver's side and the passenger side. Yeah. So he's driving along and he comes to an intersection. He goes, well, che- uh, well, Rose McGowan, her name's not Cherry. <laughs> Pam. Uh, well, Pam, left or right? Which way are you going, left or right? She goes, I'm going right. And he goes, Well, that really sucks because <laughs> you're going left. There yeah, was a yeah, 50 like, 50 chance <laughs> that you would have said left and then you wouldn't have known anything was wrong. You wouldn't wrong. have known anything you was been wrong. Scared. But now you're going to be scared. And scared he proceeds to right floor. now. And she's like, What the fuck? And he start and she starts like cursing at him or whatever, to which he starts swerving and knocking her he around. Kind of knocking her around like a rag doll in the car. And then he says to her, he goes, you know, Pam, she's like pleading with him. She's like, yeah, just please. let me out. And just she's let me like, out. And she's bleeding. Like, she's all messed up. And she's like, uh, hey, Pam. He goes, hey, Pam, listen, when I told you this car was death proof, I wasn't wrong. But it's only death proof if you're on this side of the partition. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he just jams and on the And then he jams on the brakes and she bashes her face into the dashboard. S- right? Dashboard. Yeah. And she dies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, all right, now time to go get the other girls. Meanwhile, we see that he has pictures on his uh, visor yeah. of yep. the three girls, Jungle Julia. Yeah, he's been stalking them. And the other two girls that she's with. And then there's a fourth girl also who's actually driving Jungle Julia on them. So he goes, he knows where they're going. And he's actually uh, going straight on, head on towards them. He turns his lights off. 
And they're all playing this song by uh, Dozy Dokin Don. What's the song? I it's like, I, I uh, hey, now, hold it tight. I don't remember. It's like Dick D, Dozy Do, Dozy Do, and Don. Uh, but uh, they're listening to the song and they're all rocking out, like, just like girls are. And uh, uh, Jungle Julia has her foot out the window and. She's all like cool and shit. Yeah, and they're all kind of high and drunk. Yeah, oh. and then uh, Kurt Russell flips, right at the last second flips on his lights and floors it. Boom! And then head we on s- collision. Head on collision. But we see it four times because we see the four girls all die. It's pretty cool. We see the yeah. death perspective from like each character. Yeah. So the driver hits her f- head. Jungle Julia, who's in the passenger, her leg gets ripped off at the off. hip. Yeah. Oh. One girl goes through the uh, windshield into the street. And then the the main girl who gave the lap dance, a tire just runs right over her, her face. face. Wipes yeah. off her face, dude. Um, and then we're in the hospital, and uh, Kurt Russell's in the hospital, and he's only got minor injuries. Yeah. And it's the same hospital from Planet Terror, and we got yeah. Wendy Peppercorn attending yeah, to Josh him. Brolin. And, and we have Sheriff Earl McGraw. Earl McGraw's yeah. there, and he's talking to Wendy Peppercorn. He's like, tell me what happened. And then Earl McGraw talks to son number one, and he's like, well... This guy did it on purpose. What do you mean? He murdered her with a car instead of a knife? Yeah, he, he couldn't say for certain. When he's like, I think it is a sexual thing. He's like, it's probably the only way this guy can shoot his goo. Yeah. yeah. And then he says, one thing for certain is that this guy might get away with it again, but he'll never get away with it in Texas. This, this scene right here with Michael Parks and the dialogue he has with the son is my favorite part of the movie. Is it? Because the dialogue is so interesting and the way he carries it across to the viewer... And the stuff that he's saying, he knows what happened. Yeah. He just... But he just can't a, prove it. He's a man of the law, and he can only do so much because he's he's getting up there in well, age. Well, I think he essentially even says the same thing. He's like, yeah, I, I pretty much know what happened. He's like, I, could I can't prove do, any of it. I could either hunt this guy yeah. down, or I could go fishing. But the, yeah. way he, the way he delivered those lines was awesome. Mm-hmm. So now we cut to 14 months later, yeah. and we're in Tennessee, yep. and we meet four new girls. Three new girls. Well, three new girls, but there's a fourth. There's a fourth. Yeah. Uh, we meet uh, Tracy Toms, who plays uh, Stunt Driver. We got Rosario Dawson, who's like a makeup artist, and we got Mary Elizabeth Weinstead, who's like an actress. Yep. And they're all going to pick up their friend, who's also another stunt actress, and she actually plays herself in this. Yeah, Zoe uh, Bell. Zoe Bell, who did all the stunts for Uma Thurman and mm-hmm. uh, Kill, Kill Bill. Bill. Yeah. But uh, she plays herself, and they're going to pick her up from the airport, and they're going to spend the next three, four days because uh, they have off from their shooting schedule. Sure. And they're going to just party like they used to. Yeah. So these four girls meet up, and Zoe, they're all talking in a diner. And Zoe and Bell. They talk <laughs> for a very long time. Zoe Bell reveals that what she wants to do when she's in America is drive the car from what movie? The Vanishing? Uh, from Vanishing, Vanishing Point. Point. Vanishing Point. She wants so, to drive a 1970 Dodge Challenger yeah. with a 440. Yep. And they're like, where are you going to find that in this part of Tennessee? She's like, well, it just so happens that I got the paper for the last month, and there's a guy selling one, so let's go look at it. Mm-hmm. And they go look at it, and it's the exact, basically the exact car from Vanishing Point. Yep. So she tells Tracy Toms, "I want to go take this for a test drive." Tracy Toms is like, "Cool, that's cool." She's like, "But I want to do and play ship's mast. I want to play ship's mm-hmm. mast." And Tracy Toms and her have an argument, to which they ultimately agree that they're going to do ship's mast, which we don't know what that is yet. Yeah. But what it is is her as a stunt performer getting on the hood of the car, holding on to two belts that are attached to each door. Yeah. 
and just like basically spread eagle. Yep. Legs akimbo <laughs> on the roof of yeah, the car. Yeah, while the car's going really fast. While the car's like, going 100 like miles Like the mast of a ship. Yeah. And so uh, they strike a deal with the owner of the car. Rosario Dawson actually strikes a deal. And he says, and she says, uh, my friend there, Mary Elizabeth Weinstead, Basically, is a porno actress, and you can spend some time with her. Yeah, which is not true, but well, she's an it's actress. Just, but yeah. she kind of implies, like, hey, who knows what could happen? Yep. If, uh... And so Rosario Dawson, Tracy Toms, and Zoe Bell all go out for a ride. As they're doing the ship's mast, along comes Kurt Russell. Yep. And Kurt Russell starts chasing them down, and he starts running into them, knocking them here and there and everywhere, until ultimately they both crash, and Zoe Bell gets thrown from the roof. Yep, and we're like, oh, shit. But she's called Zoe the Cat, which is established early on, mm-hmm. so she survives. She gets back in the car, and she's like, you want to go fuck with that guy? Yeah, and Tracy Toms is like, fuck yeah. Mm-hmm. So they go chasing. The hunter becomes the hunted, Yep, and they start hunting after him. Right. And a long car chase ensues, about 20, it's, 25 yeah. minutes. Yeah, and even involved other cars at, at one point. They yep. get on a freeway, and they involve other cars. They ultimately crash into him. They beat the living shit out of him, and then Rosario Dawson gives him a boot to the face, which ultimately kills him, I'm assuming. Yeah, they beat and, him up real good. All right, so let's talk about this film. Now, I'll, I'll and the movie ends so suddenly. Like, yep. after they hit him last time, it's like, bang, end of yep. the movie. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to start with this one, Alan. Sure. This one, to me, was Grindhouse. This one, to me, was more 70s yeah. stylistic. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was a very 70s-inspired film. This was a slow burn. Um, I know you said they talk and talk and talk and talk. Uh, that's a problem with Quentin Tarantino movies in general, but I enjoy the dialogue. And actually, the dialogue that you were referencing in the diner set up the fact that Zoe always lives. Yeah. They talk about an instance where Zoe fell down a ravine, but she lived. Yeah. And in the instance that happens later on when Stuntman Mike chases after them, Zoe lives. Yeah. Um, it sets up the fact that Whatever happens to her, she's going to be okay. Um, the first half of the movie, let's talk about that. That was probably more of the 70s inspired. Um, Jungle Julia, we think she's the main character. Then we think that the girl who does the lap dance is the main character. Yeah, there's some good misdirection in this movie. There's a lot of misdirection yeah. in order to just kill all these fucking characters. <laughs> to have the murder weapon be a car is genius on Tarantino's part. Like... He makes his car death proof so he can kill people. That to me is fucking yeah. awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, Kurt Russell, probably, you know, uh, he's done he's done some roles where you know he's Jack Burton. He's like this Jack Burton. You know, he's gonna <laughs> be there and he's gonna fucking you know that that John Wayne type role. Yeah. This role yeah. wasn't like that. He was very um, subtle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe when he talks to uh, the one girl when they're out on the patio and he calls her a chicken shit, that's some of the most dramatic acting that I've seen from Kurt Russell mm. in recent years. Um, Hateful Eight, he was really good in also. But yeah. this one, he wasn't a caricature. Um, he was very real. When he gets killed at the end, when he gets in the accident, he's crying like a little bitch. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. And, he, and then he's like pouring the whiskey or yeah. whatever on his wounds oh, and drinking. He's like, ah. But even right at the end before they drag him out, he's like, oh, no. Yeah, yeah. He's very vulnerable. He's awesome. Um, the girls I thought were good. Sydney Portier does great. She's a bitch. Yeah, she's uh, good she's at it. She's supposed to be a bitch. Yeah. 
Um, Tracy Toms is a badass when she's driving up that. She's like, I'm going to get you in the ass. <laughs> uh-huh. and- <laughs> Tap that ass. Yeah. It's cheesy, but it, it it's good. Um, Rosaria Dawson. I mean, she's, she's good. She's always good. Yeah. Um, I just really like this movie. I thought it was entertaining. I, did, I, I personally don't care that the dialogue runs on because I think that sets up a lot of stuff. And I think that's a throwback. There's some 70 film, 70s films that I've watched. Oh, um, we talked about, um, not long ago, we watched the movie I Spit on Your Grave. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of setup to that until yeah. the ultimate payoff yeah. happened. And I put this in the same genre as that. Um, so I'm going to give this four and a half. Woo-wee. Okay. I love this movie. Okay. Oh, man. Am I Alan. Gonna... Oh, yeah, go, Alan. Um, I disagree with what you said about the first half of the movie being more 70s. I disagree. The first half of the movie was more typical, modern, you know, Tarantino. And that's fine. It's Tarantino. Uh, There's a lot of dialogue driven. Where this movie really shined... As far as throwback seventies, were the car scenes? Oh, the car chase! By the way, I, I was gonna I was gonna touch on that. One of the best car chases I've ever seen. Right, and agree. that's where that's where the heart of the seventies in is is in those car chases. Not just the throwback to the grindhouse, but also Tarantino is throwing it back to all those Euro crime films where they did those car chase scenes and those car crash scenes. They were the real deal. They were. They were literally, there was no camera work. There's no tricks. They literally crash cars into each other. Yeah. And that's what Tarantino was going for. And if you notice at the end of the movie in the credits, he thinks a lot of people, he thinks a lot of those Italian directors too, like Lindsay that did a big uh, Euro crime films with those kind of pursuits and chases. Um, this was, this was a little, this was more Grindhouse than the previous one. Um I I had a little chuckle when uh, they were showing the opening credits and they briefly show the title card of Thunderbolt. <laughs> oh, that's right, yeah. And yep. then they change it to Death Proof. That's a nod to many <laughs> of these films uh, that appeared not only in America but an international market and vice versa, where the titles were changed. They changed the because yeah, yeah. So yeah. that was a little that was a little nod. Now did to they that. do that because of copyright reasons? No, or they I think did. they did it to be like. Is it not? No, that no. This particular one. Oh, no, yeah. I'm the, just saying. Oh, like, back in the day, it happened back in the day because uh, you had different markets for different. I say it would get distributed to different countries and different areas, and they changed well, the name. Well, people, you know, were drawn they, to films differently. No, they looked at the title of the film and they thought, oh, "We can't call it this. Let's change it to this." And, well, you know, I do think it was prevalent, like in the '70s, where movies have multiple titles. Yeah, and like, like for example, like there was a lot of that. For example, Escape from New York in Germany is called The Rattlesnake. Hmm. I can't tell you why. I mean, he's Snake Pliskin, but the, he's he a cobra tattoo. He's a cobra tattoo, <laughs> yeah. but, they, but he's the rattlesnake in Germany. I, I still think it's cool. It is cool, but, but why is it called Thunderbolt? Let's let's, let's explore that for a second. Like the call it cobra. I think, I think it was the name of the car. And it's still oh, me like or something like that. But uh, but I I thought that was a that was a cool little nod. What'd you think of his car? No, it was great. It's a throwback. The car's it, awesome. Yeah, no, the cars were Both great. The car scenes were great. I appreciate and I love the. It, the interesting dialogue. Now, we'll say this. Much of the dialogue in this movie, I do not find interesting. The first half is all. probably the least interesting No, stuff. but even in the second half, when you had the second group of girls, I was like, okay, come on, guys. Like, let's, you know, let's get to it. Yeah. Um, but I appreciate some of the references. And, and uh, you know, uh, when Stuntman Mike was talking about the old shows that he did and that sort of stuff, I, you know, I loved hearing him talk. 
I like um, when he looks at those people. He's like, yeah. you've never heard of any of these films, and, have you? And, yeah, and, and they're like, nope. And just like Planet Terror, I didn't really connect with anybody. I didn't like any of the characters. The one I thought was cool was, Stuntman was Mike. Uh, Tracy Tom, Stuntman Mike, Earl McGraw. Tracy Tom's was my favorite character. Yeah, yeah she was really but, good. But the first group of girls, I was just like... I was glad they died, actually. <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah, none, so, of, none of them were particularly so, likable. I mean, you, it really made you wait for the payoff. Um, I felt bad for uh, Rose McGowan. Yeah. Because she... Whatever. But, yeah. you know, the, the performances accomplished what they were supposed to accomplish. I thought... It was a little bit exaggerated. It didn't feel natural to me. I thought a lot of the performances were forced, but I mean, it was okay. Um, I but like I said, the dialogue just went on way too long. Um, no connection to characters. Very self-absorbed. Um, bottom line, I was in this movie for the the thrilling car chase, the crashes. Um, I wanted to see uh, maybe a bit more of a revenge flick. Um, but we didn't really get that. It was, you know, you have one group and you have the second group and the second, the second half of the, of the movie just kind of came very quickly after all the dialogue, but great ending. Um, uh, love Kurt Russell in this one. It's not my favorite, but, uh, I think it's great. I liked it a little more than uh planet Terror. I gave it two and a half. Oh, that's not a bad rating. If two get, and a half. Brett, you gave the fog two and a half. And the, this is you, better than the fog. Oh, I don't know, man. I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so. But but let me let me tell you something else too. These car chases and these crashes, um, it's nothing new to me. Yeah. I, there's many other movies I've seen where it's already been done. I I get what you're but saying. But I can but I can picture to a lot of other viewers who don't really watch those old movies and they go to the theater and they see this and they have a great time. But that's, you have to appreciate that's cool. You have to appreciate Tarantino's attention to detail because he took all that stuff from all those old movies well, and he put it all into one 2-hour movie. Well, let me tell you something. Every Tarantino he took from a lot of other no, movies. Yes. Yes. I mean that's his MO. That's his MO. Yes. he got lucky. He got lucky and he did it at the Dude, right time. He knows the right stuff to pluck from and he's damn good but at that's it. what i'm that's, saying no i'm not he'll denying take, that he'll take a shitty movie and he'll pluck the best parts out of it and he'll put yeah. it in his movies and his movie will be no far away i'm gonna I'm, take a little bit from this movie a little no, from sure, this movie and sure and, and i'm not and i'm not denying that he's great at what he does yes but yeah. when you have uh you know of course a magazine like entertainment weekly and people magazine and entertainment tonight and access hollywood also of course they're going to praise Tarantino because guess what? Those morons have never seen the movies that Tarantino yes. loves. Understandable. So, um, but but we were talking about this earlier. Like yeah. I was showing you some of my DVDs and I was like, hey, uh, Rio Bravo. Yeah. The only reason why I ever watched Rio Bravo is because Tarantino told me to. Oh, sure. And so yeah, that's sure. what people that are fans of him, if they can yeah, really... Yeah, you get exposed yeah. to other stuff. If oh, they yeah. can really yep. look at films that influenced him... And yeah. films that he likes. Oh yeah. Um, him coming out with Grindhouse, yeah, we're all like, oh, this is great. Uh, this is a good movie. You know, whatever. Um, but he'll he'll say, oh, here are other movies. Well, and, and he and also Death Proof straight up name checks a lot of them, like Vanishing Point, Two Lane Blacktop. Yeah, uh, and he also runs a um, a, a theater. Yeah, he, he does. He does. And he puts his own collection of th- right. uh, sixteen millimeter and thirty five millimeter yeah. film up right. there, and he's like. I have this copy of this film and this is what you should watch. And he 
he talks about like all these old yeah. films that mm-hmm. he watched when he was a kid at the arc light and all that other kind of shit when yeah. he lived in California. Yeah. So he is definitely a film fan. Sure. Of course. But like I said, that the car chase scene in this now, granted, I haven't seen a lot of movies with car chases. Right. As many as you have. You got to watch the French connection. I was just about to say, I, I would put this one up there with French but, connection. Yeah. Um, but this is the best car chase. This scene is, I've no, ever seen. Uh, you got to see the French connection. Okay. And that that was what maybe twenty five years prior. 20, well, French Connection was late seventies. Yeah. Ba- have you seen Baby Driver? That's got some really that's got some yeah. cool stuff in it. Yeah, <laughs> I saw Fast and Furious. Drive. I mean, there's been some recent movies that have some Ronin, pretty, pretty cool car shit. Ronin does have some cool yeah. car shit. That's stuff. the best part of that movie. Yeah. The movie sucked. Yeah, the movie's not very good. That's De Niro. What's that right? other one with Mark Wahlberg where they're in uh, Mini Coopers? Isn't there oh, one? is it the Italian Job? Italian, Italian Job. job. Yeah, that is. I don't know. Yeah, I think Wahlberg is in that, but. Italian jump, fuck that. Okay, your review. Oh, he gave it two and a half. I gave it four and a half. Yeah. yeah. Oh my goodness. What do you got to say? Come on, man. Don't change your shit. Stick I didn't change it. it. I'm sticking right. with it. So <laughs> I, have, I, have two, I have two numbers written down as I always do. And what I'm, are the two and numbers? I'm going with the two. Three and 3.5. All right. So I'm going three and a half. Okay. Yes. Which is what I gave, um, which I gave Planet Terror also. Um, I, I do probably, ah, it's tough to say because I feel like Planet Terror overall. I find more enjoyable con- as far as consistency goes, but this movie's more dynamic. This one's a little the, smarter. The lulls are greater in this movie, so the boring parts I find more boring, but I find the highs higher mm. in this movie. So, like, that's a, that's a good the car chase is fantastic. Uh, the, yeah. the last third of this movie, phenomenal. Yeah. And it's a better made film. Yeah. Quality wise, yeah, yeah, um, and just yeah, Kurt Russell's really good. I think um, all the all the ladies in the movie do a, a, a fun job. Um, I don't like any of the characters in the first half, mm-hmm. and that's kind of the point. Um, I like the women in the second half, and I think that's mm-hmm. the point also. Yep, yep. Um, and they prevail. Um, I do want to know what happened to Mary Elizabeth Weinstead though. Did yeah, she, she just got, got left like, behind. Like, she got left behind. Did she, she get raped? That guy to get married? <laughs> they have a bunch of kids. <laughs> Go ahead. Um, but yeah, and this movie's got a lot of humor to it. Um, I find it very fun, and I was really trying to think, like, God, if I, I don't really know. I'm pretty neck and neck as far as, like, which one, one of these movies I prefer over the other, so I rated them the same, but I, I find Death Proof to be uh, really enjoyable. The only things that really pulled it down for me is, again, I thought some of the, the dialogue, mm. it was just, the exposition was a little excessive. It's forced. Like, that diner scene goes on for probably close to 10 minutes it's, like, yeah, I it's like a it. lot it's of forced and it's so but self-absorbed on the, but on the flip side it is, you take a movie like reservoir dogs that has a very similar it's a little scene, more interesting i actually find a lot more entertaining that's more can entertaining. i just say, can i can i say one thing though yeah is that i'll give it to tarantino on this is that it's an all-female cast yeah with the exception of sure. russell yep and i love that yeah that's great but yeah. you know what i didn't like the stereotypical like oh who did you sleep with and who did this like but talk? i like their like, conversation about it because they but all were the women but all about... the women were tough like when kim yeah. talks about how she has a gun and like why don't you like that gun like why don't you carry like, a knife she's like you know what happens to motherfuckers who carry knives they, they get, get shot. shot yeah <laughs> no there was there were some highlights of i the dialogue. i thought that i thought the women characters i thought this was like uh, actually, like tested Car- Tarantino or, or like challenged him, and they're like, write a movie with women. Yeah, and he was like, I can write women dialogue just like I can write men dialogue in Reservoir Dogs. Um, I can write women dialogue, and I thought he did a really good job with the female dialogue. Well, a lot of his yeah. favorite films, there are very strong female leads. Well, you look at Pam Greer and Coffee and uh, mm-hmm. um, Lady Snowblood and, and Lady Snowblood Miss Forty Five. There's a lot of strong female. Leads. I will say this though, a lot of feet. A lot of bare There's feet. There's a lot, in this lot of feet. Movie. Mm-hmm. God, this was Tarantino at his height of his foot fetish. Yeah, and something. <laughs> you're totally something, right. 
something I want to add really quick, and I didn't do this in my <laughs> review, but I think it's important, uh, was the music was great. I, I'd be almost inclined to give this a three. Um, you but, should. But the dialogue kills it for me. <laughs> it's way too much. But uh, what's really cool is that that's his personal jukebox in the film. Yes. yes. It, it, yeah, yeah, that's true. And mathematically, your two and a half makes it easier. It's a three and a half uh, overall. Cause yeah. You um, gave it three and a half. Yeah, I gave it four and a half. And you gave it two so and a half. There you go. Yeah. Um, I really like this movie. Um, I understand your I don't need to see it again. issues with I it. Yeah, I don't need to see uh, it again. I understand your point of view too, David. I think you should have gone up to a four, though. <laughs> um, but uh, if you guys um, have any opinions on Planet Terror and Death Proof, uh, I would encourage you to reach out to the Swearwolves, and you can contact us through how, David? If you're on social media, we are the Swearwolves on Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. Uh, you can also find us on Instagram, where the Swearwolves podcast. You can go to our website, theswearwolves.com, drop a comment there, or, or uh, feel free to email us at swearwolvespodcast at gmail.com. And for the Swearwolves this week, I'm Brett. I'm David. I'm Alan. And you're all chicken shits in my book.